Welcome to the Financial Flossing Podcast with Ross Brannan, guiding dental professionals to a brighter future. Ross Brannan is a financial advisor who knows it's not just about your teeth. He helps dental practice owners protect and maximize today's cash flow to plan for tomorrow's cash needs. Find him at rossbrannan.com. On the show, he brings together experts to help dental professionals looking to make smart money decisions to grow their income, turn their retirement goals into reality, and improve their lives. And now, here's your host, Ross Brannan. Welcome to the show. Today, we have Dr. Lynn Tao on. Dr. Tao has been chosen as one of the top leaders in dental consulting by Dentistry Today. He has dedicated his professional life to improving dentistry for, for both patients and other dentists. After purchasing his practice, the Pennsylvania Center for Dental Excellence in Philadelphia in 2007, he practiced full-time while consulting to other dental practices, training thousands of dentists about reputation marketing, leading the dental division of BirdEye, a reputation marketing platform, and hosting the popular Raving Patients podcast. He recently offered the book, Raving Patients and 100 plus tips to 105 star reviews in 100 days released in March 2022. In 2018, he cut down to practicing dentistry two days per week to focus additional time and attention to helping other dentists build broad and compelling online footprints that attract hundreds of new patients to their practices. In October of 21, he sold his practice, but continues to provide his patients dental care two days per week while commuting from Parkland, Florida, where he has resided since October of 2020. In July 22, he announces retirement from clinical practice effective December 2022. He lectures nationally and internationally on using internet marketing strategies, social media, and reputation marketing to make dental offices more visible and credible, as well as how to increase their case acceptance. That is a mouthful, but it's pretty impressive. Lynn, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Ross. I appreciate it. So you've done a lot, as evidenced by your bio, but one area where it seems like that you have a specific niche of expertise is online marketing to generate traffic to a dental practice. Is that a fair statement? It is a fair statement, but I would counter that with it. It's really to using online reputation to increase the online presence, thus attracting more new patients to a practice. So I teach marketing, I teach um, social media, but my focus is reputation marketing, which is really generating five-star reviews, which gets marketed to attract more new patients to one's practice. So slight difference in what I said, but actually a big difference in reality. Big difference in reality, correct. So I can help a practice with marketing, but if they don't have reviews, it doesn't work very well. So the key to my success and the key to my client's successes is that they put a focus on the reputation side of things. They develop a reputation culture in their office. So everything revolves around the reputation. And then they use that reputation to do other things from a marketing perspective. And it significantly increases their return on investment. Okay, so I'm of the opinion that internet marketing is an incredibly powerful tool, but I'm also of the opinion that nine out of 10 internet marketers are not worth the money they charge and typically do not generate the results that are advertised. That's a very opinionated statement that is based not necessarily on fact, but just on some limited experience. But it sounds like you've kind of, for lack of a term, cracked the code Am I right in saying a lot of internet marketers are 
kind of all fluff and no follow through. And what talk about your learning curve and how to how you got in this niche. So I, I would say that the majority, I don't want to say nine out of 10, but I, the far majority of people in the dental marketing space, I think are selling um, something that is not very effective and uh, will result in less than the desirable results. And that's with my experience in the space for a good 15 years now. There are some companies that are really good. There are some companies that are okay, but there are a lot of companies that are really bad. And uh, they take advantage of the dentists because dentists are not known to be great business people. They know how to drill and fill, but they don't run the business side of their practice really well. And that includes the marketing. So they get promised to star the moons and the sun and they're delivered nothing. And that's very common. I hear that a lot. How did I crack the code? So my story starts in 2007. I bought a practice from a dentist who committed suicide. And um, I bought the practice. I bought the building. I gutted the building. I rebranded the practice. I invested a lot of money into the practice and I needed to generate new patients. And I signed up with some of the well-known companies in the industry and they didn't do a great job. And I said, you know what? I'm really good at this. I want to learn how to do it myself. And I did. So I became self-taught. I tried lots of things. I, I lost lots of money doing it. But I, I realized how important online reviews were to generate patients to come in. And when I asked patients when they came in the practice, they said, the reason I chose your office ultimately was because I had the best reviews. And reviews were very, very different back then. You know, if you had 50, you were dominant. Now, if you, you don't have a couple hundred, you're really behind the eight ball. And um, so I set out to help dentists with their online reviews. And I developed a piece of software called iSocial Reviews, which was a, a manual software that offices would use to send links to patients so they can write the reviews. And I was very fortunate that I, I had the wherewithal to realize that reviews would become more important and um, got lucky that a company called BirdEye uh, reached out to me and they acquired my company in, in September of 2014. So about 18 months after I launched my product, they came calling and I joined their team as their, basically I ran their dental division for them. And to this day, you know, it's, it's almost nine years later, eight and a half years later, I'm still with them. Um, I'm now full-time because I retired from dentistry in December. And uh, it, it's amazing how in eight years, how my life completely changed. Yeah, it's interesting. I would never in a million years post a review. However, I look at them online. Mm -hmm. Very common. That's very common. So when I, when I give seminars, there's a tweet I show that says, shout out to people who rate and review things. Because I don't like to rate and review things, but I like to read the, the ratings and reviews. And that's you. So you don't want to write a review, but you certainly read them. And we are, like I said, we are a reputation culture. We have a reputation society. If you think about it, everything we do in our lives revolves around reviews. So you go to a restaurant that you haven't been to before, you're going to look them up online. When you go to a movie, you're going to look at reviews to see what people think. You go to Rotten Tomatoes or any of these sites. When you buy something from Amazon, you don't buy a one-star product. You buy a five-star product. You know, that's just how we revolve around things. And I can guarantee you that when people look for a dentist, they look online and read the reviews. Whether you think so or not, they do. And if you don't have a lot of reviews, you have bad reviews, you have, you know, not frequent reviews, those are all lend to your credibility. And someone's not going to call you up and say, I'm not coming in because you suck online. They don't do that. They just don't come in. So you have no idea what you're losing if you don't make reputation important. And you had the foresight to see that this was, it was starting back in 07. It's hard, that's 16 years ago. 
it's hard for us to even remember 2007. I, I mean, I don't even know if Twitter was around then. Facebook might have been still on college campuses back then. It was literally the dark ages on the internet compared to now. That was the year the iPhone came out. So yep. if we had to use the original iPhone today, we'd all throw in the trash. But so you had the foresight to see this is where things were going. Yeah, I did. I in 2010, 11, and 12 was when, when I really realized how how big things were because and I don't know how much you may know, but people listening may remember there was a product called Demand Force, which is now owned by Henry Schein. That if you were a Demand Force user, your reviews showed up on Google. So if you got a Demand Force review, Google would pick it up and put it into your Google profile. And so literally offices had thousands of reviews because of that. Well, Google decided because of pressure from Yelp and some other companies to drop these third-party reviews from their scores. And you had to get Google reviews. And overnight, literally, patients, I remember there was a dentist in California, San Francisco, that went from 1,800 reviews down to 20 overnight. And reputations got destroyed. I knew before that how important reviews were. So I had 100 reviews on Google or 85 reviews on Google at that point. And I ended up getting a tremendous amount of business because of it. Because I still had my credibility when everybody else lost it. So I knew then that there was this definite play in the in, in the in the industry in a space that something needed to be created that was easy to use and generated results. And that's what I did. And I was very fortunate. I worked really hard at it. And uh, lo and behold, here we are, you know, eight years, or excuse me, oh, in 2000, almost nine years later, in terms of when I started my software, and BirdEye is in almost 10,000 dental practices now. So it astonishes me. And I look back and I can't believe it. I literally said to my, my wife one day, hey, I know I'm a dentist, but I, I want to start a software company that helps dentists get reviews. She was like, you have fun. Go ahead. Let no idea that anything would be in the position we're in now. So so talk a little bit about how you help dentists in this world, because you are obviously a seasoned pro and expert. And there's a lot of people, a lot of dentists struggle in this in this realm, especially like, let's suppose you live in, uh, I mean, you live in South Florida, I live in North Florida, but let's suppose you live in Metro Orlando, halfway between us. There's a dentist on every corner. How are you going to differentiate yourself? If you don't choose a geographic location without competition, which is a very smart strategy, in my opinion, then you're going to have, you'll be surrounded by competition. And how do you differentiate yourself in that market? So the way a dentist differentiates himself, especially on Google, is becoming credible and visible. So when you do a search for a dentist, dentist near me, you know, cosmetic dentist near me, dentist in my town, dentist in my zip code, whatever it is, there's always going to be a map of dentists who show up. And there's going to be three that are organically there, and there's going to be one that pays to be there in general. And you need to be at the top of that map, we like to call it, because you need the visibility. So having a practice that you have reviews with but no visibility is not good. And when you're visible, when you're credible and not visible, that's also a problem. So you need both of those things. So how I help practices is one is I'm very good at, at knowing how to respond or what to respond with or not to respond at all because I've been studying negative reviews for a very long time. But and our by software- that you mean responding to reviews online? Either responding or not responding, which is always a good thing sometimes is not to respond. But you have to you have to make that decision at some point, whether you want to respond, what you want to respond with, or you know what, I'm going to take a step back and not respond at all, which sometimes is a good thing to do. 
but what I focus my attention on is is creating a reputation culture, like I mentioned, um, making sure offices are generating those five star reviews, and then once they're generating them, they're marketing them for people to see. So that's ultimately what I do as a as a person now is they call me the reviews doctor, and I help practices not only generate but deal with negative reviews. That's kind of where I I've kind of fallen my with my with my life. And when you see people go down the world of the wormhole of marketing. They're like, gosh, I need to get more patience. They're going to try all different types of marketing. What do you see the mistakes that people make are, or the most common mistakes? And what do you see as really the, the optimal, the optimal solution to the problem? Well, there's lots of mistakes when it comes to marketing. I think one of the biggest mistakes is, is spending a lot of money on marketing when you don't have reviews. So reviews is like the few that that burns or the fire that burns that will increase the return on investment that you're getting from marketing. So okay. Let me, let me stop you right there. So instead of spending five thousand dollars on Facebook ads or whatever it is, you got to make sure and you have three reviews on Google, you've got to make sure you have 50 reviews on Google because that five thousand dollars in Facebook ads will be exponentially worth more. If you have 50 reviews versus three reviews, is that Yeah, correct? I think that's an oversimplified discussion, but I would say you're spending $3,000 on Google AdWords and you have three reviews. That to me is a complete waste of money because ultimately when someone sees your ad, which they will, they're going to look you up online. And when they look you up online, if they don't think you're credible, they're not going to come in the office. And you have to be that connection between how much you're spending and the type of reviews you have. So what I would prefer practice to do is instead of spending $3,000, you spend $1,500 to take the other $1,500 and put it into a, a, you know, a bank account and then generate reviews. If you have 20 reviews, get to 100 Okay. hundred is the golden nugget number for me. It's like that magic number that you really see an increase in results from marketing when you hit the 100 review mark. Once you hit the 100, you can then spend the extra $1,500 a month and the results you're going to get from are going to skyrocket immensely, okay? So what you do is you, if you're spending $3,000, you track your results. If you drop to $1,500, I guarantee you don't see that many differences in the number of patients you're getting. And then once you hit that magic number, you increase it and you'll see a lot more patients when you do that. That's typically what I see. That's fascinating. So to get to 100 reviews, is it a matter of enticing your patients with, you know, hey, give us a review and we need a free gift card? How do you get people to give you the review? So what you just said, you can't do. So is that called buying? That's called buying? It's incentivizing the patient. You're not, you're not allowed to. Google and the FTC do not want you to incentivize a patient. So okay. that is against the rules. And if you get caught, and what do I mean by getting caught is one of your competitors or somebody rats you out. Google has a, like, doesn't care and they'll take the reviews down. And I've seen it countless times when that happens. So you do not want to go down that wormhole. Look, there are ways, and I always say this first, I have an automated system that makes it really easy, but you can spend six months asking patients to do it. Hey, you had a great experience. That's awesome. Will you go home and write a review for us on Google? And the patient says they'll do it and they don't do it, but you can try it. They don't do it. It's not very effective, but you can do it. It costs you nothing. It's free. The second way is you can create a QR code and put the QR code at the front desk and let everybody under the sun scan the code and write the review. It's hard. You're, you're not going to have a significant result from that either. Uh, but again, again, it doesn't cost you much and you can do it. 
But by far and away, the best result you're going to get is to really send an automated message after the appointment they come in asking for feedback about their experience and then let the software do its job. And softwares like BirdEye, the one I sell, um, will auto log the patient into their Google account. It will make it easy for them to um, write the review. And that's in that case, it's a one-step process. And we go from having to log into their or finding your Google My Business page, clicking on the write a review link, logging into their Google account, remembering their password, then writing the review then hitting done. Um, we limit it to literally two steps and you're all done. So that's ultimately what the goal that, is. When that's a, that's a no-brainer. I don't care how much it costs. That's a no-brainer. Yeah, and it's not expensive. It's probably the best investment any practice will make. We're the cheapest type of marketing you can do. And it will, again, if you're if you're looking to market your practice, it's something that you have to do from a foundational perspective before you start marketing. You know, I get a ton of questions. Well, I want to redesign my website. And I'm like, why do you want to do that? The question is, the answer is always, I want to generate more new patients. That's the answer. You get a new website, you want more new patients. But if you're not any more credible or any more visible than you were before that new website is launched, you have no more new patients coming in because you need more people to look at that information. So the foundational stuff is generating the reviews, then launching the new website, not vice versa. And so what you said is the foundation is reviews. And how many people, I don't see, I mean, I don't think many people realize this. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are throwing a lot of mud against the wall and some stuff is sticking, most stuff is not. And maybe they have a heavy review, maybe reviews are driving it, but they just don't see it. But in your experience, how many people are really recognizing that reviews are the are the foundation here? I can tell you, I, I've been giving presentations all over the country for since 2010 was my first presentation. So I have over like 450, I think I'm at now. Um, so I've spoken to plenty of people about it. People will tell me that they met me many years ago and they remember me talking about how important reviews were before they were. So they give me credit for that. I would say maybe 35 to 40% of the population in terms of practices know and understand the, the value that reviews bring to the table. Yeah, it's really fascinating to do that. And of course, obviously, BirdEye is really good to do that. But are there a lot of competing softwares out there or is it really or is, is BirdEye really the only one? And I don't mean to ask you to promote your competitors, but I'm kind of ignorant of review software. Is this the only game in town? No, there's other competitors. They all do things similarly, but ultimately they're very different. You know, BirdEye is, has become way more than a than a reputation or a review product. We have a, a, a communication software, so we do confirmations and reminders now, which is a brand new product. We have a referral product to get referrals from existing patients to refer new patients to the practice. We have a chat service for the website. We just released a social media product. So we have expanded immensely over the years, but we do have competitors. There are a couple out there in the dental space that are very well known. Um, and again, they all do things a little bit differently, but ultimately I know that when someone uses our services, that they are going to ultimately rank better and rank higher and have a better average score rating and more reviews than the typical person using another service. Oh, that's that's really good to hear. So let's pivot here a little bit, change gears. You have a big conference that you have coming up. I believe it's in the fall. Talk a little about about uh, talk a little bit about that. You know who it's for. What's it going to be about? All that. Yeah, thanks for asking me. So that's one of the goals I've had when I uh, since I was uh, um, just getting into speaking and education was really hosting an event down in Florida. I moved to Florida as you mentioned in in 2020. Um, during COVID. 
and I've been down in Florida for just over two years now. So in September of 2023, so actually September 29th and 30th, I'm hosting my first live event. It's called Supercharge Your Dental Practice. Um, it's a business and marketing boot camp. It is a two-day intensive learning, 17 speakers, 14 hours continuing education. Really, the first day is a uh, is the marketing day, so it's all about marketing your practice. The second day is the business side of dentistry, so focus on the business things related to dental practice. But it's it's at the Opal Grand Resort in um, in Delray Beach, Florida. I'm really excited. Um, we're now really into the. It's been planned since January of 2022, so we're now in a year into planning. But it's now finally come into reality that in eight months we're going to have an event, and I'm super excited. The sponsors are really excited. The speakers are really excited. And um, if you really want to take your practice to the next level, either from a marketing or business side or both, this is the event you need to come to. Yeah. And where can people register for this? Like, how would they get it? How would they find out information? They can go to superchargerdentalpractice.com. So it's a website. Um, they can find out the speakers that are there. They can find out the the contents. We have uh, some education and we have some fun. So there's some things that we're going to do that are really cool. Uh, I don't want to give them all away, but they can go to the website to check it out and learn more about what what there is at the meeting. Again, superchargerdentalpractice.com. So it's for people who want to grow. So if you're fat and happy and you don't want to grow, probably not for you. But if you really want to grow, whether you're kind of, you feel like you're underperforming or you just are like people like you and I who always want to grow, this is the thing to come to. Yeah. Look, it's for people who who are struggling. Like I saw somebody who said they're an amazing clinical dentist, but they're struggling with the business side. Perfect opportunity. They want to learn some other opportunities for marketing the practice perfect opportunity. If they want to get out of dental insurance, we'll have a, some chats about that. If they want to enhance the insurance they're taking, we have some information on that. If they want to take their practice to the next level when it comes to social media, we talk about that as well. So I try to hit all the major factors in someone's business. So that's ultimately the goal of what we're trying to accomplish at this meeting is, is really to give actionable content so someone can go, go back to the practice on that Monday and start implementing what we're talking about. Yeah, because you've mentioned this a couple of times today. You've talked about how dentists tend to not be great business people. And, you know, I don't want to pick on them or or in any regard, but, you know, that kind of does tend to be the case because when you go to dental school, all you learn is clinical. And then you're kind of thrown to the wolves and you got to learn things the hard way. And uh, in my experience, I say this all the time, there's kind of two opposite ends of the spectrum. You have a dentist who owns their own practice, but they really just own a job. It's a good job, but they own a job. And then you have the opposite end of the spectrum, who is a business owner who happens to be a dentist, and they make a lot, a lot of money. And there's everybody in between. And most people are somewhere in between. But learning to think like a business owner is so critical. And through all your experience of owning a practice, selling a practice, owning a software company, having it bought out, what are some of the key principles that you've learned as a business owner? Well, I think you have to hustle. I've always been a hustler. Um, I like to say I've worked. Um, I've only been given two things in my life. I was lucky my parents paid for my college education and my dental school education. So that's something that I didn't realize how how fortunate I was till many years later. After seeing what all my classmates were involved with when it came to buying a practice and then paying off their loans. But I'm a hustler. I'm a hard worker. Persistence. Uh, I'm not annoying, but I'm persistent. But I've really learned what it takes to really um, take a business to the next level multiple times, including, like you said, gr growing a dental practice and then selling it, creating a software product and selling it. So I just think it's it's all about hard work and dedication. And I've devoted my the last number of years to, of my 
my clinical career uh, when I was still in practice to really helping practices improve online and, and make more money. And that's what I see myself doing for years to come. Yeah, that's great. So, you know, as we kind of as we kind of uh, wind down here, let's talk real quick. Like, how can people get in touch with you if they're like, hey, I really like this guy. I think he can help me. What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Obviously, they need to come to the conference, which is superchargerdentalpractice.com. But how else can they reach out to you, get in touch with you? They can go to my website, drlentau.com. That's D-R-L-E-N-T-A-U.com. And everything I'm involved with is on that page. My speaking schedule, I'm speaking about 36 times in 2023. So I'm excited about that. If you haven't been to one of my seminars, please come. Um, I thoroughly am engaging and entertain, entertaining, so I think you'll have a fun time. But my, uh, you can email me at len, L-E-N, at drlentau.com. I, my cell phone's all over the place online. I'll give you my cell phone if you want to call or text. My phone number is 215-292-2100. That number's everywhere, like I said. Um, I'm super responsive. I should get right back to you. But those are the easiest way for someone to reach out to me. Are there any last thoughts you have before we uh, finish here today? Well, that's a wide range of comments, but uh, I appreciate you allowing me to get on your podcast and and talk about myself and talk about the meeting I'm having. And um, I think a great way to end this would be if you have questions, reach out. There's no stupid question out there. If you get a better review, reach out. Um, I'm here to help you. Um, I have a great Facebook group called Raving Patients. You can join the Facebook group and learn more about how we help practices deal with online reviews. And I uh, just thank you for being, letting me be a part of your uh, podcast. Well, I think people should definitely consider to put it. And by consider, I mean, actually do come to your conference because I know some of the people talking, I know it's going to be really good. I know it's going to be different than what they're used to. And I know that you're going to make it a very fun and enjoyable event. And I'm sure it's only going to be the first of many more to come. And, and I really like your philosophy on reviews of the foundation of marketing. And I think that is definitely uh, something, which, by the way, do you do consult marketing consulting for practices? I do. That was how I actually got in the space. I was giving I was giving so many seminars and people in the back of the room would call me up and ask me to assist them. And I at the time, I wasn't really interested because I was focused on paying down my debt and, and running my dental practice, but enough dentists had asked me. So I'm now doing more and more consulting. And really what I consult now on, yes, I do the marketing stuff. I do the reviews, but I'm really good at case acceptance. So getting practices to make more money. And I'm really good at third-party financing and learning how to leverage the third-party financing companies, when to use which ones, how to take advantage of the savings that you get from using some of them because the percentages are not as high as some of the other ones on the market. That's what I'm really good at from a consulting perspective. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, like I said, sign up for the conference, get in touch with Lynn. I think he could be a great resource for you if you're struggling in any way. And Lynn, I thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You've been listening to the Financial Flossing Podcast with Ross Brannon. This has been another episode of Financial Flossing with Ross Brannon, guiding dental professionals to a brighter future. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. For more on Ross Brannon, visit rossbrannon.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.